Listening to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. If you value your time, this is why you should value video. I could post a video on YouTube and over the course of a year, meet hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know if there's any other thing that will allow me to do that. We're not just showing you to be a content creator, right? We're showing you how to build a media company. When people can connect what it is you do with who you are, that's literally the game. I always encourage people before you launch your YouTube channel, start with five videos. And here are the five videos. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Circle of Greatness. Today, as I'm going to keep telling you, I get to bring you some of the greatest entrepreneurs, some of the greatest creators in the world. And this is going to be a masterclass, my friends. This gentleman who I'm about to bring up is a good friend of mine. And literally, he is the content god, right? The guy who's literally helped people get their looks right, show you how to create content and run just like one of the best pages on YouTube when it comes to content creation. I want to go ahead and introduce my guy, CEO of the video department and creator over at Think Media, my guy, Omar. What's up, brother? Dude, great hey. to be here. Hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for coming so much. to Vegas. Yeah, I know, man. So the first time we met, y'all, we were at um, David Shan's studio, and I was like, just your attention to detail on content creation and just your love for is like, I've never seen, it's just like, it had to be perfect. Like the real camera got to be right. The pictures got to be right. The video, like I, I'm, I'm more like commit first, figure out the rest later. Just Rambo and content. You're like very like, very specific, very dialed in. Like, have you always had this love for or or eye for just creating amazing content like this? Yeah, I've been you know I've been doing video for about 15 years, and I started in high school to broadcast journalism. That was my elective. And I love, I start, I fell in love with the process of creating videos. And I think that over the course of time, as I've seen the need for people to adopt video in their, uh, you know, businesses and even as their, their game plans for their future, I, uh, I think it's just something I, I now is a part of me, you know, like a lot of people think I'm really gifted at what I do, but I like to say, I'm just, I hope, I hope if you did something with intention for quite some time that you'd get good at it eventually. Right. And so, yeah, I would say, yeah, I believe this stuff, man. Like. It, it, I, you could remove all the things I got going on and I'll still figure out a way to, to just get more involved. And yeah. And I love, I love getting people that uh, get their setup looking good. You know, yeah. you did a call with Grant Cardone not too yeah. long ago. I was able to flex a little yeah. bit because yeah. dude was looking like a baked potato yeah. respectively. Yeah. Oh, his, 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 his setup. side was like, and I'm like, horrible, dude, bro. Yeah. It, it, there was something there though. Like yeah. you just, you on a visual and audio mm -hmm. standpoint, you stood out, yeah. you know? And, uh, so can make that connection. I go help Grant down. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Let me ask you this: While you're talking about that, how important? Because 
I go speak for people and my guy said, yo, you came in and it was just not only what, what you said was captivating, but the look, you just look premium. How important is that right now for, cause I didn't believe it. Like somebody tell me I need a stylist. David Shane's like, yo, you gotta look better. And I understand his point, but now I'm talking about video for my listeners. Like, why is this important? Is it, is it necessary for me to go get the camera on my zoom? Like I saw you just do a video the other day. You were, uh, I think you were out of town and you just use like your phone in a certain yeah. way and it was just crispy. But yeah. why is that important for a content creator? Yeah. Well, number one, I would say you can get a lot accomplished with your phone, yep. but I know your audience is a lot of people who take what they do seriously. Yep. And I think if you want to be taken seriously, you need to know this reality that everything communicates. So if you are good at what you do and you want to be known for what it is you do and the video that you're producing just looks amateur, there's just a, psycholo a, a, a psychology that takes place or a thinking that takes place to say that like, oh, maybe they're not quite there yet. Wow. You know, and, and you know, when it, that, that line, everything communicates, it's both, you know, things you're doing and things you're not doing. So I think it's, it's, it, you're, you're kind of paying for attention. You know, Alex Ramosi says like the new oil is attention. Yep. Well, what, what are things that you can do to gain attention? Well, definitely the content value and the things you actually are saying on video. But you also can grab a few seconds if you show up clearer than everybody else in, in your feed. Um, I've been introduced on podcasts as the clearest person on people's feeds. Yeah. And that speaks volumes yeah. to my professionalism. Yeah. And in the same way, dude, as soon as the, the cameras kept rolling on this podcast, people in their brain were like, why is homeboy freaking drippy right yeah. now? Looking sharp. Right. There was something there that had nothing to do with the podcast. Right. So that would be kind of the reason is that everything communicates. Yeah. Wow, that's good. So I just make... That's why the, I guess the stylist may matter and just yeah. looking fresh, right? So I think that's important. Um, let me ask you this, because I think it's just the, can you ne ever be off though? Because now I'm thinking about it, like I got a workshop to do and I only bought my I only bought my laptop. So it's like, I was just going to pop it open and do it. But now I, I do have Andrew here. I'm like, should we just go ahead and hook up the webcam now? Yeah. Just because everything, how serious should someone take? No, I love that. Every no. communicate. I think when it, when it comes to video, as funny as it sounds, that you should prioritize audio first. Mm. So, because people could put up with a, a, a an okay shot, yep. you know, but if you have good audio, they can get past the poor quality video. And there's just things that you can do, like, you know, maybe do it in front of it, make sure a light's hitting your face yep. as far as uh, the lighting goes. But if you have good audio, then you're good. So, I mean... You I probably get good audio. Well, I'm I, doing I actually off your laptop. Yeah, I love. I actually like traveling with a a, a portable mic. You know, uh, some a USB mic that plugs right into. Because yep. I was doing a consult with a college, yep. and I was like, I'm I'm traveling. I don't want to just show up on my phone. You know, I want. That's the video I'm, I think I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so yeah, and the moment I showed up on the screen and and the, how I sounded, they were like, dang. And I was literally smartphone as my webcam, which if you have a newer MacBook, it connects yep. wirelessly. Uh, and then, yeah, and then just had a USB mic, it's like 80 bucks. Gotcha. Yeah, so Ooh, I got the new MacBook, so I probably could. Literally just, just open it up and then it, it should prompt it. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So let's talk about, so 15 years. So it's safe to say, though, you put your 10,000 hours in early. Well over 10,000, yeah. Well over in, a, in many capacities at this point, too. You know, you're talking about from somebody who was very behind the scenes for majority of that time. Uh, then starting a, a an agency with that and doing it locally for businesses here, and then and then helping Sean Cannell with Think Media, and then now getting in front of the camera and getting my hands with things and doing deals with now brands of cameras and 
it's it's really escalated. But yeah, when it comes to this content thing, I'd say well over ten thousand. Let me ask you this because I want again, I want to treat this as I want my ultimate goal now with our podcast is like I love hearing people's story, but I need you to give people some nuggets, some teaching, some some game. You can yeah, some game. Yeah. So how do how were you able to acquire your clients when you were doing more so agency work? I know because there's a lot of people listening. I'm like, man, you you may have a camera, you may have a skill. How do you begin to acquire these clients? And then how were you pricing it? Like, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, for sure. A lot of, um, when it comes to acquiring, I think a lot of it starts with getting some work done first that you can reference. You know, uh, the clients that I was able to help locally were able to pay a little bit more on the higher ticket side with me on a monthly basis because I was doing it for myself on my YouTube channel. Dude who owned a lash company with his wife was like, how do you have that many videos, but this many subscribers? So I had something to show for, and I said, make search-based videos. I can do all this for you. Yep. And that was able to- What's the search-based video for someone? Yeah, search-based video is essentially making it a video on YouTube that in efforts, you're answering a question or you're making a video around something. Because when you first start out on YouTube, no one knows who you are, yep. but people know what softwares they need to learn. They People know what products they need to know how they work or, you know, unboxings and things like that. So, so making videos like that, I was making uh, tutorials on videos and photography. And so, so I took that framework and put on his business, but because they had a business underneath the channel, even before they started it, now the, the way to monetize it was instantaneously. So I always encourage people, like if you're helping, it's the type of person you're helping. That's how you determine your pricing. And I know, you know, a lot about this, like pricing separates who you're actually serving. Yep. And so determining your price, you know, it really did start with like an hourly rate that started to grow over time. And then you start getting paid to do weddings and that really expedites your hourly rate. And um, so between like me doing like wedding stuff, but helping small businesses that actually had a direct, you know, sale from a lead from a content piece, then uh, it made more sense to charge a little bit more for that. Right. And I mean, all you got to do is get five or 10 clients. And you're straight. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Let me ask you this. Um, Right now, I understand that YouTube is not easy to grow. Like it's not like an overnight Instagram. I feel like there's hacks, there, there's strategies that really grow. It seemed like YouTube, you got to put some energy in it. So if you were starting a YouTube from scratch mm. tomorrow, like what would you do? And another question I also want is, cause I think this is important. A lot of people, how important is video right now? Because I'm looking at it like Instagram, Anybody can do it because all it is is a post. You don't got to always do video. Uh, Facebook is just a post. But I realized with YouTube, you can't grow a YouTube without you doing a video. Now, I know there's a lot of people promoting faceless channels and stuff like that now. But for the most part, right. if you're building a personal brand, you need to be doing some video. So walk me through, hey, I want to build a personal brand, but I'm afraid to get on video. Right. Maybe if you could share some of that, yeah. then... Yeah, like the, I mean, just to answer that, like how powerful is video? Let me just say that, like, I don't think there's any greater multiplier of time than video. Where, what you mean by that? That when you, when you put your energy toward a video that you, you know, uh, hope will get some views, what other ways can you get in front of that many people at 1 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning? You know, like, so if you value your time, this is why you should value video because video is a great multiplier of time. I could post a video on YouTube. And over the course of a year, meet hundreds of thousands of people. That's just powerful. I don't know if there's any other thing that will allow me to do that, yeah. right? But if you were just getting started on YouTube, I always like to, you know, help people with first 
get these two things dialed. Number one is a vision for your channel. Because if you don't have good reasons, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for you to get more results. And what I mean by that is a lot of people will make one or two videos and run out of ideas. But I think it's just because you didn't start with intention. And so what's the vision for the channel? You know, if you want to grow your personal brand, what do you want to be known for? And then it starts dialing in what people... So finances. Yeah. My vision is I want to grow in the financial space Great. about financial content. Yep. And we, you know, people would use the word like niche yep. or niche, mm -hmm. which I think that word is getting overplayed and kind of discouraging. I don't want to box myself in. Yep. The better word would probably be focus. Mm. So what is your channel focus? Yep. So maybe instead of asking, what's the vision of your channel? What's your channel focus? Get that dialed in. Cool. The second thing I would encourage people to do is to have something like I mentioned earlier, underneath your channel, how are you going to grab emails? Do you have a downloadable PDF, a free, a free course, something so that when the videos do well, you're actually, you can get people to do something. So many people start, they get a, a, a breakthrough video accidentally, and they had no way of capturing that. Mm -hmm. And then they have to work backwards. Yep. So these are just things like, you just it's good to get these in place. These are foundational pieces. Yeah, foundational. The, the, the channel focus. Channel focus. The... Channel focus, the creating something that can acquire a customer, meaning whether some sort of lead magnet, right. be able to collect somebody's name, basically pull them off of YouTube. Exactly. Okay. And it doesn't always have to be a downloadable, it doesn't, it, and it doesn't always have to be a free exchange of an email. It can literally be something you sell too. Yeah. Because that's what's cool about YouTube is you're actually warming a lead while they're learning from you. Right. So it could be something you sell too. So if, there, if there's something you have not yet created, whether it's even one-on-one -on -one coaching or something. Yep. Just get that dialed Calendly link and then watch it go. Then it's time to make videos. Got it. I always encourage people before you launch your YouTube channel, start with five videos. And here are the five videos. Yep. The first one requires very little thinking. Just make a channel trailer. Yep. This is like, what, talk, what I mean? Okay. A channel trailer is like, you're just, it's going to be the video that lives on your channel when somebody sees it for the first time. A lot of people forget this video, but it's a good video just to get it out. You're, you're going to, you know, if you're not making videos, like you don't have to think too much to talk about yourself. Yeah. And so I'll give you that, you know, you can talk about yourself for so when you say three channel, tra oh, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, channel trailer, two to three minutes, talk about your experiences, what it is you do, uh, how, what you can expect from the channel and when you, how often you plan on uploading, whether it's like weekly. And so it's just a nice, just get it out there. See yourself on video, hear yourself on video. Yeah. And then that's your first video on your channel. Yeah. One. The next four, you can choose between these two options making a video on something or making a video answering a question. Well, you can make four of those. You can make four of something on. And when I say video, explain them. Yeah. So when I say make a video on something, that's like, if you're a real estate agent, make a video on the real estate market. If you do an editor, make a video on the editing software. If you have products or services, make a video on something. If you teach how Instagram growth, make a video on Instagram growth. So like, you're writing the influence on something else. Got it. Because you're starting out, connecting it to a software, a product, a service, or something that that people are already searching is really smart and could potentially get you some eyes on your first videos that you upload to your channel. Got it. And then when I say answer questions, just like what what are the main questions that you get in your business? You know, um, if there is, if you answer the same questions often, then I would encourage you to just wrap that into a video. And 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 now you got five videos upload them to the channel, uh, you're ready to launch your YouTube channel. And here's what's cool about having that five slash four videos on your channel is that when people land on it, they're going to be able to spend time with you. 
so much people drop their YouTube channel with one video and then it's it's five minutes and then, all right. And then you actually never upload again. And that's just the trend. But just launching with a, a focus with those videos, it's going to be, it's, it's actually kind of like hacks the channel a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's fire. So we already, we know what our channel focus is. We know to create some sort of offer opportunity. We now know what our five videos are. So now, oh, I'm thinking about what do I need? What is my equipment now? Like, what am I? Because a lot of people see my setup. I spend a lot of money on my setup because I didn't have somebody like you. I'll just, everybody sent me these lists, bro. I'm just ordering a bunch of stuff. But do you need to decide what type of content creator you're going to be? I know you talked about the five videos, but that's good. Am I having someone record this for me? Am I recording it myself? Am I using a cell phone? Am I using a, a, a Sony FX? But like, what am I doing? Cause I really want people to have a clear path. What, like what, yep. do, am I doing this? I got a full time videographer. Everybody don't have that right. or a budget for that. So. Yeah. So, uh, let's break this down. You know, yeah. you like Mexican food. I eat Mexican food. Yeah. It's not like my favorite, but I, that's like yeah. tacos and stuff. Like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's funny about Mexican food though, is that they're usually all the same. They're just packaged differently. Yep. That's kind of the imagery that I like to talk about when it comes to the type of video. So like now let's talk about types of content or types of video. So, you know, essentially you're always just packaging information. Yeah. And the way that's packaged could be one of four ways I like to put it. One could be a vlog. Vlog is you're moving around, you're showing your, you know, environment. You're you're not really stuck in one place. That's vlogs. Still same information. I'm just putting it in vlog form. Yeah. The second would be talking head video where it is stationary, where you are sitting at a setup and you, whether you, all these, you can use your smartphone yeah. and you could use a camera if you want. Talking head video, you're just talking to the lens. You're not moving. You probably want to add some, you know, things to make it a little more interesting, like yeah. uh, B-roll and stuff like that, but that's stationary. And you have like live stream slash video podcasting. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to start a, a podcast or an interview show. This is where you get, you know, some good dynamic mics like this. Yeah. So it cuts out some room audio noise. And then you can interview people, but you can have more, it's more, uh, less pressure to, to like really perform on these videos. Cause it's, you know, very conversational. And then the fourth one is kind of what you're doing, you know, where you have somebody filming you and that would be like documentary, yeah. you know, where somebody's following you Similar around. to a vlog. Similar, uh, but it's not you, you know, handling the camera necessarily. And so these are the, the different ways that you can actually package your information, yeah. um, in, in a video. So I always say, so which one should I do? You know, maybe you're listening to this or watching this. Which one do you resonate with? Like what the types of creators you tend to follow? Do you, yeah. do you tend to watch more talking head video podcasts? Maybe that's the kind of content you should be creating because you have a better idea of how to deliver that. Let me ask you this though, but oh, I like doing both. I like vlogging. I like doing talking heads. Like I like talking about stuff. I like when somebody's following me getting content docuseries. Which one do I do now when I feel like all three don't resonate? So, I mean, if then if you're, if you're down to do all three, like, I mean, you crush them all. I think it's because you have systems in place and workflows in place, yeah. you know? So most people starting out trying to do it all will actually probably prohibit you from being able to even produce. Yeah. And so, um, if you want to do it all, I would just say, find that system, you know, it all really does come down to the planning phase because it's just information being delivered on video. The better you plan, the better you perform. And then even when you perform better, it also minimized the process in editing uh, too, because like you come off more sharp on video and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I do like, I am a fan of mixing it up. We do it at Think Media, you know, like I'll make a camera review sitting down at a table and then I'll make a camera review going outside of the park 
and I'll make a camera review on the live stream. Uh, we'll talk about cameras on a video podcast. And so it really is just goes to like, maybe, maybe the better question to ask is, you know, how deep can you go in this topic? Because if it is more podcast like, then you can, you can expand a little bit more. If it's talking head, it's probably more dialed in information. You know, you're talking about eight to 12 minutes or so. Could you just really just gave me three, you basically could turn one topic into three to five, like essentially I just thought about like, I teach people how to open up event spaces. So I did a video, YouTube, Zoom, where we just did a success interview where I'm talking to them and I'm literally just uh, asking them different questions. And then when I was in Houston, I actually went to her, one, her name's Anique, went to three different venues where we're recording that. And then the third one was more, more like docu-series style. He picked me up from the, uh, from the, picked me up from somewhere, drove me around. We we're recording in the car, so that was almost a vlog style. Yep. So essentially, you can turn one video into multiples. Oh, for sure. And and if you really want to go crazy, this is kind of like we're talking free game. Yeah. Uh, I like to teach this thing called the mothership strategy. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you when you are really trying to create this like media department. Yep. Um, or video department, just kidding, uh, in your content strategy, yep. it's when you have one piece of content that is responsible for multiple, mm-hmm. right? So we could sit down, do this conversation, and you know, based on how we break it up and how the conversation goes, we could take three to five minute segments from this conversation and reframe that as, as answering certain questions. Mm-hmm. Before you start a YouTube channel, do this, when we just talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. That's its own three to five minute segment. Um, and then we have the vertical videos that can come wow. from that before you start a youtube channel do this and just cut out that boom, one boom. piece that we just yeah and that goes on instagram reels tiktok and then youtube and then mm. but really you sat down once yeah so people who really can get this that system dialed can really fill in their content bucket i guess you could say with with minimal time and that's what i call the mothership strategy yeah. it's kind of like that wow. idea that where all the content stems from this one piece of thing and then you, I, sometimes I don't like recording the same thing over again. How can we take this one interview? Yep. Oh, let me, do, how, how many ways, what are five to 10? Listen to this episode. You probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique, very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300. I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do. I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. In ways you can break this interview up and turn it into some stuff. Yeah, so. Some people got stuff sitting online. I'll be telling a lot of my clients, I'm like, yo, you already go do, right. I call it my RR method, repackage and repurpose. Yep. Go exactly. reuse some. So what's some other ways? I know you talked about YouTube shorts, maybe blog posts. What's some things you recommend? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you could put it in an email newsletter. Got it. Uh, you could turn it into a, uh, an Instagram carousel. So now we have image graphics. Yeah. 
uh, you can, I mean, Facebook reels are kind of untapped, uh, organic, you know, reach right now that you can go into, uh, you can think we're doing Facebook reels, Facebook reels. Bro, that's like Gary Vee's new thing right now. Okay. He's like pump Facebook reels. The because the election and stuff's kind that's of not like stories as real reels are it's man. like they're pushing it and like crazy noted yeah facebook reels yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so we covered tiktok and i would even say i mean posting on stories is also cool too you know like um it helps re-promote that actual podcast that you had together too yeah. um so yeah there is a there's so many ways that you can just use it i even think about you said you're gonna have a workshop you know later today yeah. you know so maybe for the workshop itself hit the workshop the way you were going to do it with your laptop, but maybe have a camera off to the side yep. while it's filming you on the thing. And then somebody's taking notes or someone on your team is just when you, when you spit game in some way, dude, you never had to recreate that content. Yeah. It was just ongoing. We have yet to create anything off my workshop either. Yeah. So that's and two hours and of game. And when we talk about something about like you, everything communicates, you being on a laptop and giving game with energy, like the way you do, just that shot composition and with you on it, it, it communicates so much. It communicates that you do this. It yeah. communicates that there's something I need to watch you do w when doing this. And so, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Just this, this is kind of another kind of principle I like to teach is, is to be the content. So, you know, instead of trying to make the content, instead of looking into the lens and like developing a script, just be. So you just being on your workshop is content. Get a camera rolling and film. Maybe you're a real estate agent and you, you're going to close on a house with somebody. Get somebody filming you sign the papers. That's a piece of content. This is just you being it. And I think it makes it powerful because when people can connect what it is you do with who you are, that's literally the game. Ooh, wow. Be the content. That's so powerful because a lot of us feel like, yo, we need to go create content. Yeah. Be the content. I remember when I was telling you like, bro, I don't really like sharing no car stuff. Like, and you, I forgot what you told me to do. It was around the Lamborghini. You said, just do this. And it doesn't seem, you know, braggadocious. I forgot what it was. I was just saying like, put, make, I mean, so you had the Lambo and it wasn't like, check on my Lambo. Yeah. It was like, put this against somebody else's Tesla model yeah. as plaid. Yeah. Like doing a versus video is, yeah. is something that would be able to. Would I really get in the car and we were actually race? Yeah. Okay. All so right. like, dude. A Lamborghini against a Tesla model plaid, yeah. well, that will probably do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. Just like, or, or I could even go, oh, my Lamborghini car versus my white Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, the SME. Yeah. Dude, people want to know that. Yeah. Now, now, what about, what if my focus on my channel hasn't been more, my focus is a lot of educational content. Yeah. How do you drop that? Do you create a series for that? Like, just cool things that I do? Because it's not... You're not going to learn anything. It's more of an entertainment yeah. kind of post. I mean, it's kind of hard to put your finger on things like that. I would say if you're inspired to make it, if you have the clarity and it, it's a pretty good idea, I would say just make it. it. You know, like not to overthink that. I would say it's, it's okay to make videos with the hopes that it would reach a lot of people. And then maybe a little bit it would funnel into what makes sense for someone who would want to stay. But it, it doesn't hurt to just throw those up, especially if you're just like starting out too, like experimenting. None of us really know what we're doing. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like all of us are experimenting. Yeah. And so I think, I think you, throwing you know what up, you're doing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing. I was just thinking about it. I started out at the house. Hey guys, so we're about to go ahead and race these two. I'm trying to think of a video treatment, right? Like we're in front of the house. We're about to go race my wife car versus my car. Let's see who's going to win, get in the car. 
we now leave out of the house, go drive to the street that we're going to do it at. I'm thinking it would be nice to have somebody in front, somebody do the drone, drone, drone and somebody's doing the, yeah. like the flag, like, and we just take them down. Oh, yeah. Like that. That's, that's the hook. You just de yeah. determined the hook right there. Yeah. That's all that. And then it boom. And then, you know, you could start telling the story, yeah. but, um, but no, I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah. Why not? Why not make it fun? Yeah. You know, I think so. I, and you feel good. So. Yeah. And I think one cool thing that you can do to like maybe get more clarity on like how to deliver it is if you're going to make a video, search it right first, see how other people are delivering on this idea. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you put, you know, uh, Lambo Lamborghini versus, you know, the SUV, um, and see how other people do that, or just any car versus video and see how they do that. And if there's one, if you see that there's something that you can do better, yeah. uh, or if you could make it shorter, I, I always like to say too, like one way to make videos better is to make videos longer. A lot of times that is a better version of a video, yeah. making a video a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's a better version and making of, uh, the video just, um, like better in general, as far as the content goes, if you're the subject matter expert. Dude, you can even drop that as a short. Yeah. I would argue that that short slash reel slash TikTok is going to go crazy. Yeah. If you can condense it. If you like, can condense, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, just what's Is there anything else I need to do? know when I'm searching a video? You just talked about how to search, going on other people's channels. Search. Is there things I need to do? Keyword is anything else that I need to do when, when I'm, all right, I found this YouTube video that, all right, I like these components this so I can make it better. Anything else I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, that that's really like a good way to start. I think rather than just like going, making the video with no, you know, inspiration yeah. or even direction, yeah. it's just good to use YouTube as a research engine too for your video. Gotcha. Uh, I know you might be getting uh, Neil Patel on the, yeah. on the podcast yeah. and he actually bought a a service thing called answerthepublic.com. He bought that? He bought it, dude. His face is when you go on it. Yeah. I didn't even know he bought that, <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude. I've been promoting that lately to people. That Crazy. dude, that dude's good. Man. Yeah. No, so, so low key too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, answer the public. You could put a keyword in and it's going to dish you out some questions. I would take those questions, put them back in YouTube and kind of see how it goes. Uh, you can also use Google. You know, I like to, you know, search things on Google, put the word article next to the video keyword. And you're going to see article headlines with that keyword. So if you're teaching on uh, Instagram growth, I would type in Instagram growth 2023 article and then see what shows up. And then those article headlines are great YouTube titles. And so, yeah, it's just some free game. That's powerful right there. I like that. Let me ask you this. So now we talked about focus. We talked about how to create. We talked about, let's talk about equipment now. Because I, I yep. know we talked about the various forms. Right. Well, one, if they got a videographer, they need help. They need to just put them through the video department. That's the first thing I got to say that way. They don't, they can now get trained while, while on the go. Right. But I want to do this myself. What are, and for me, I just over order equipment, bro. Like I, I went, I feel like I went somewhere. I'm like, man, there's nothing on his desk. It was like, I feel like you had to set this guy stuff. It was just a laptop, the camera. I didn't see nothing else. I'm like, that looks good. Yeah. Like my desk is just crazy initially because I ordered a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So what are like for somebody listening, what are some start a starter kit yep. to get people going? Yeah, no, for sure. So I would say number one, the first thing I like to upgrade is the audio. Yeah. So the easiest way of capturing really good audio is getting a wireless lavalier, yep. a mic that can clip onto your shirt and then there's no cable connected to your smartphone or your camera. Personally, I think the one I start off with is it, it's called the Deity Pocket Wireless. 
I'll order that from your list. Yeah, it's about 180 bucks, but it already comes with the the cable used to be able to plug into the smartphone. But I always, I always love telling people to buy equipment that you know can grow with you when you start leveling up other stuff. This mic should grow with you ev everywhere you grow, yep. go, depending on whatever you buy later on. So a nice wireless mic that's trustworthy, you can even plug that into your computer and use that for your mic for your computer. It's pretty versatile. Then the next thing I would actually uh, upgrade is your light. Getting a nice soft light. Uh, it's called a cob light. You know, at one point it was all about the ring lights yeah. and then we had the flat panel lights. Yep. Now you, you want, you know, uh, cob lights with a large soft light hitting you. So that's what we have even right here in my studio. Uh, but this, you can go with the Amaran 100D. This is about a $190 light that you then need about uh, an extra $100 for the lantern. Yep. And then get a, a, a light stand. And then also all in, you're at like around 300 bucks for a light that you will never need to buy again. We're yep. talking about equipment that you don't it's need to buy. It's a round bulb one. Like yeah. That. This, it, so right is, now my, uh, I got the regular ring light. So I yeah. need to upgrade. Yeah, so this is good, especially if you wear glasses sometimes. Yeah. I know you do. These are good for that too. So it'll have... Wow, okay. It's just where, the, where you're able to position it yeah. to be able to... Because when I do my trainings, I take my glasses off. Yeah. But I actually need them to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't be wanting the ring light to be showing. Yeah, up. so it's helpful. And then and then lastly, I would I would say the camera of the year right now is the Sony FX30. It's a, a $1,800 camera. Uh, another version of it's 2200 but that with a Sigma 16 millimeter lens, that lens is about $300, $400. So you're at like, you know, let's just say 2,500 bucks with the camera and you'll never have to upgrade your camera. Uh, you can use that camera as your webcam. Uh, you can use that camera as your talking head video. It's a great camera to vlog with. Um, but you can use it for photos though. You can't use it for photos. That's the only downside yeah. I said. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I would say at that point, you know, like, iPhone photos are great, you know? Yeah. If you really wanted a hybrid solution, like a camera that does both, then the the Sony a7 IV would be- Is that a new one? Because I got the a7S III. I don't think I got the four. Yeah, the a7 IV, it's $2,500 full frame body, but there's been overheating issues. So that's why I like recommending stuff that's not, you know, fail proof. Yeah. Like yeah. FX30's got internal fans. It's not going to overheat. Um, it's a trustworthy camera. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of- And the it's point. new. If you buy it now, you know it's at least good. For the next couple of years. Oh, for sure. Because it's a brick. It just came out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I actually ordered four okay. yesterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we got two or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I might work. So that's it. I mean, we're talking all in. We're we're under three grand. Yeah. I mean, if if you knew this three grand is gonna make you, who knows what? Yeah. You know, then it's it's a pretty solid investment. And I ain't that. I mean, like you said, when I come to that video and I turn that on, they're like, oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, they, they know what time it is. <laughs> yeah. They even believe me more. Oh, for sure. Like, my belief, so that really makes me, yeah. I normally do my workshops from my office, but I'm like, if I'm on a road, I ordered this big go box thing that I got to that so studio on a setup, but it's kind of heavy to carry. Yeah, no, you're so good. I just you're good that top. A good light. Yeah. Yeah. Light. Um, yeah, and when it comes to communication, because that's something I've been growing into is, you know, somebody be, could be confident on a stage mm -hmm. and say absolutely nothing, and people will be like, that was amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way, you know, not to ding anybody who doesn't know what they're talking about, but if you're confident, dude, go for it. Yeah. I think in the same with video, like it, if you can look good and maybe maybe what you're saying isn't quite lining up yet, like, hey, at least you look good. Bro. Yeah, at least you look good. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you, you say it as like food for me. It's like, I actually want my food to taste good, but when I go to a restaurant, I actually want it to look good. No, oh, 100. Like, I, I will go with good-looking food over taste for me because I'm using it for content. Yeah. 
come out here with the hot chocolate. They got a donut on top, and uh, but it tastes like water. <laughs> I'll just chalk that one up. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, but that's why quality matters. I think it speaks beyond what you can say. Okay. Um, and so, and it buys a little bit of time. It gets a reaction and it separates you. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about you. You talk about, you and Sean talk about this concept of a shredditor. Oh yeah. yeah tell me what the shredditor Dude, is. It's so important. I'm so glad I can like vocalize this. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, you know, if you're, most organizations, I would even say churches and high level entrepreneurs, yeah. um, and I would even see, I would say mortgage brokerages and uh, and stuff, they need a, what is called a shredditor, mm-hmm. right? So at one point we had videographers and photographers. We still do. The issue is if you hire a videographer, they're, they're seeing their craft through a lens of, of artistry and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And the thing about a shredditor, it's someone who can just be on the go, switch between photo video, know when this is going to be used for reels. I'm turning the camera vertical, knowing what this is going to be a YouTube video. It's going to go horizontal making, you know, taking a picture of the time code while we're doing a conversation so that in post, they're going to take this moment and create the reel, but they don't have to watch it again. Tell me about the time code. All right. Are we doing it? If you're sitting behind a camera and you're filming somebody give game and somebody gave something good because you were paying attention, shredders pay attention. You would take a picture of the back of your camera because you could see the time code so that when you're in the editing suite, you already know where to go. And so a shredder is someone who just, it's not about being perfect, it's about being quick. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah, Yeah. and so the person that would, that really started this kind of like art form, I'd say is, is a D-Rock, Gary V's video person, someone who followed around Gary V, but then took the random days that Gary V had doing all these things and the way he distributed that information, really it's an art form at the end of the day, but it takes, uh, uh, you have to scale back on perfectionism. You do have to be quick on your feet. You do have to be thinking about how this clip is going to be used that I'm filming. Yeah. You know, so many times you, people get hired to film, you know, they're, uh, you get, you hire a video person and they're just filming random, but it's because they don't have the end in mind. And so there needs to be a little bit of strategic skill for that person as well. They know a little bit about each platform and the culture of each platform and understanding how that's all going to work together. Does that, can that be learned or do you have to have an eye for this already? Can you teach that? Like you're saying, you're just like, oh yeah, that was fire. Let me do that. Or yeah. can these things be, oh man, do this. You're walking the sun, sun is hitting you a certain way. Do this. Stop. Is those things taught only, or can you actually acquire them through, I guess through a coach? Of course you can, but yeah, sometimes people be like, it's like, I have ambition in me. I don't know if I always had it at this level. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think I was taught ambition, but the things I want has made me ambitious. Sure. I don't, so no, dude. I think that I think the word, in all honesty, it might be hunger. You know, like can you teach hunger? Yeah. I think that's tough. You know, I've been able to raise up a few shredders in my uh, in the last few years, okay. and oh, you know, I can't. I can't make you want to learn. I can't make you want to care. But if it's something that you highly desire, and if you want to make yourself actually valuable, then you would grow in this skill. Yes. And, and, you would, and by growing, you would commit to learning. When, when you're not on the clock, you're on YouTube, and you're just, you enjoy learning. You know, uh, you got to love this. Thing. You got to love it. You know, I, I think a, a question that allowed me to actually become like a shredder for many people was honestly, how can I do this quicker without co- compromising quality? 
So that question allowed me to really grow in my workflows. Uh, I learned how to rate, you can rate images in camera, so I don't have to rate it when I'm at my computer. Uh, I learned how to, you know, just little things that I can do to speed the process. And I think what's funny is like, I think uh, because this is kind of a new skill and this is what people really are trying to hire when they really want a video guy or a video girl, you really want a shredder. They're just hard to find because uh, they're very multifaceted. They're hungry. They move quick on their feet. But I do think with some mentorship and investing in a, in a young individual, they can really become that. I think it's crazy though that like colleges wouldn't obviously teach this form of, they still got film. You could still go to college for photography and like spend a lot of money. But like, this is what the world needs right now. Every company needs one. 100. Because it's really one person essentially. Yeah. Or one or two people. Yeah. So I mean, so for you or anybody, what happens when you go deploy all this money training up a shredder and then they leave? Yeah. about that? What about people in your company where you trained them, they became a shredder, they're like, oh, I want you to go do my own thing. No, 100. But you tore them everything and what about that? I mean, I could speak on that firsthand. Yeah, um, I I think it goes deeper, We, you know, I just do everything in life with an open hand. You know, I don't own people. If I can be a reason for somebody's success in a later era, time of their life, mm -hmm. Praise God, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I think the relationships are very important to me. And so if I know that someone could flourish outside of my four walls or it's underneath, you know, from a way you've been under my leadership for quite some time, go for it, dude. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think it's hard for people to want to leave someone though, that feels valued. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're not like, you know, forcing somebody's growth on them, if, you know but you're, you're really mentoring, I would say it'd be harder to leave. They probably wouldn't want to leave. I think- What's some things to do to make them feel value? Like to make my team like, yo, this is, this is fire, is it? And it's gotta be more than just money. No, for sure. So 100 I'm sharing, I'm not- Hey, sorry to stop the episode. I know you're probably wondering, Neil, I always see you with that brand on. How can I be a part of it? How can I get the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world? What I need you to do is go to newaceos.com so you can get your gear. We got something for women. We got something for men. We got something for spring. We got something for fall. We got something for women. We want to make sure you have the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world. Go to newaceos.com. It could be out, but what are some things? Yeah, beyond the profits. I mean, I think people feel valued most when they feel seen and heard, and I think it's I think it's that it's it um when you when you acknowledge their growth, when you acknowledge um you know something a win that they you know something they did well that maybe could have been overlooked, but it's like a notice detail. I think these things go a long way. Um, you know, uh, creatives are funny, man. Like we we typically get emotional. Everything's a personal attack, you know, when it's really not. Yeah. You're just like, no, dude, the video just wasn't crispy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, uh, That's me. I'm like, I like to be straight up with people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. How do you say that without, like. No, there... I, think, I think it's the ratio. It's like, is it more, is it usually more correction than it is encouragement? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to encouragement, dude, there's nothing powerful, more powerful than specific encouragement. When you some when you encourage somebody specifically for something, it goes such a long way. But yeah, I would say it's just time. Like I I'm, I'm grateful that for the seasons I was able to travel with Sean, we went to every marketing conference you could think of for like three years in a row, interviewing the greatest voices, the leading experts, 
And the, those moments of mentorship is something that would, our, our seeds planted, you know, that I'm literally walking in the fruit of right now, yeah. you know? And so, um, it just goes to say that just those times you have, and, and, and it's funny because I have a young gun that's working with Ryan, uh, Pineda yes. and his name's Austin. He, he actually got out of high school he, he, or he, uh, finished school early. So he didn't have to do his senior year and he, dude, he loves it. It's cool. But he's also like, you know, uh, it's very, he's not into, he doesn't care about real estate. He's, he's 18 years, 17 years old, you know? And I, in my head, I'm like, dude, soak it all up, bro. You're in these rooms, like, and, and he's just going to, it's like, okay, it makes sense that this isn't, you know, so what is important to him? So it's like, okay, you like, like, let's, let's get more of this type of style of content. And then if that makes you more excited to create. I think it's just relationships. So you ask everybody what style content that you like to create the most. Is that something you would do? I mean, I think it would just, it helps, you know, it helps with uh, just keeping things fresh and um, and it allows them to see something that they came up with too. You know, it's like, oh, that's cool, dude. Thanks for coming up with that. Yeah. And that goes along with, and it's not what you want them to do at the end of the day is to think for you. Oh, absolutely. Think you know? media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah. But so I would, let's back up the whole way to the point of, the person that is over that creative needs to also know that they are in a leadership role, yeah. you know, and, and just realizing that you have uh, time with somebody because usually they're younger. Usually, I mean, not per, I mean, some people can hire older people, but like usually they're young guns. And so um, realizing that this is just this, this is a part you're playing in their whole life, you know. How long do you take to develop somebody before you like, I don't know if you're getting this. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I mean, I think three to six months is fair. Like, I mean, but you, you could see growth. Yeah. You could see growth with one correction, yeah. you know, like you could see it by the way it, they respond to it. You could see to it by, by a mistake that was made. And if it, how quickly it happens again or never happens again, you know, like I think those, those moments speak a lot to maturity. Like sure. I got told one of our editors, I'm like, man, what you're doing, it was nice, but it's not giving me that first video you gave me. That was fire. Yeah. Came back. Oh, that was fire. So I think. Great. And I said it in the right way. Yeah. And so it's art of communication, working on saying things the right way. Everything well. communicates. Yeah. Everything communicates. So I'm literally, we're showing you on this episode, they're learning how to build a whole business. Yeah. Let me ask you the next thing is, so for me, I guess it's two things. We got the shredditor. Like what, what do I need on my team? If I want to become a me, like you want to be this personal brand, what do I need? And then what if I don't, what if I don't have the budget to hire? Am I just doing weekly? If, if I'm batching content, how often should I be creating content? If I don't want to go full-time staff type of 100, how often should I be creating my content? Yeah. I mean, I think there are some like unsaid rules as far as each platform. It'd be, it'd be wise to upload one reel a day to Instagram at, at minimum. And then I think committing to about a upload a week on YouTube. Uh, everything comes back to workflow, but you can even get to two episodes if you have a workflow around it. But I think in order to build a personal brand, it really is just showing up consistently around a focus. You know, I, I committed to building my personal brand in 2022, but I didn't have time to make reels. And so I really just, anytime I was on a call, anytime I was doing a Zoom thing, anytime I was filming, anytime I was on a podcast, I brought my own camera and just kept it rolling. And then the, I mean, I am quick with the editing, so I was able to just punch that out. But rather than actually having to pay for somebody to film me, I just had that that file. 
that file you could send to Fiverr, you know, an editor somewhere or maybe someone locally, and they could take that 40 or an hour worth of content and then get you back 30 reels. Now you have a post for every month. So I think the way to be really nimble with it is to figure out what kind of content you're trying to create. But when you're, when you are doing the thing, personal brands could, could range from so many different things, but it's just uh, getting you in that element as much as possible and then producing content consistently or posting content consistently around you doing that very thing. Got it. So, so that might mean once a week, once a month and just putting up enough content. Right. Do you have a, do I need to hire a content manager or am I just distributing this myself? this platform i think i mean if you're in bootstrap season distribute it yourself you know the person sends you back a dropbox file you got you got all your reels when you wake up in the morning download one reel upload it and then you move go on your day i think what's crazy though is people people aren't doing that with the end in mind just take it from me me committing to posting a reel a day uh last year and then launching a very soft launch a coach program and i was able to make six figures in one week What if I told you that that would happen in eight to 10 months of posting consistently? Would you post and consist? Would you post? Absolutely. Okay. So, so you don't need a channel manager. You just post, post. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know, so that's what I would tell somebody who's like in that season. Okay. Yeah. Now I am full-time entrepreneur ready to do full-time content. Who do I need on the team? So we got the shredder. This person X is photo, video, and editor. Do they get an assistant editor? Do they like, cause I'm also trying to avoid burnout, I guess. Right. Cause I've had a team member where you know, I burnt him out. Yeah. Just, just couldn't handle it. And so I'm trying to be conscious of that now. So shredder, photo, video editor, do they get anyone else on the team? Like who? Yeah. I mean, I think at a base level, since you're like full time producing content, you know, there's almost like somebody who's, cause I think that like where you're at, your shredder shouldn't necessarily have to strategically be coming up with how these things are being packaged because of how fast you move. Yep. But there should be like a Google doc going on every time something happens. Mm-hmm. This film, this session happened, this conversation happened. This is about what they talked about. So these are these are maybe the angles and here's the link to those files. Yep. Then somebody could take those files, edit the thing, get the thumbnail ordered from, but that, that other, that's just one other admin person. So yeah, Shredditor, you have this admin person who's kind of like facilitating. Could it be a VA or no? Uh, I think it could be a VA, but I mean, they got to be trained. Yeah. I mean, and by trained, I mean, I I want somebody sharp in that admin role because they're thinking, you know, they're thinking the way that the distribution is going to go and they're making sure it tracks. Cause like how many times do things get filmed and it never gets released? Yeah. Um, or how many times do things get filmed and the, the way it was released was not as powerful as it could have been, but having a plan in place or a system and process in place will allow for people to meet on that. Hey. Here, here now we're sitting on these five interviews. Let's go through and and game plan the titles and uh, and the thumbnails around this. And then, here, here, hey, editor, put all the reels that are powerful moments in this folder. And then whoever's distributing is going to be distributing that. So, I mean, I would say we got shredder, we got editor, we got kind of like admin. That admin could be, I mean, they, they could be pretty dialed in as far as like strategy goes. And then having that system in place on like a monday.com or a sauna or something. And then it, and then you just you just cook it, you know. I mean, what I'm literally we're showing somebody how to really build a media company, right? Right. Just what this ultimately ends up being not a think media, but you know it becomes right. 
this is your own media company. 100. Like you're not just a con, like we're not just showing you to be a content creator. Right. We're showing you how to build a media company. Yep. Here. So let me, and this is something big. I know this is a, a, a small, I don't know, small art. I know it's a big part of your business, brand deals. How should I create content to get brand deals? And how do I get brand deals? Do I got to have a certain audience, certain following? Like, talk to me about brand right. deals. Yeah, brand deals and sponsorships are a very cool way to monetize your content. We like doing them because it monetizes a video before it even performs, mm. you know? like Wow, I'm paid before I even produced this. Exactly. But the way we got there was creating videos, an archive of videos, or even um, something that brands could reference. You know, they... They're only going to go based on the things that you've already created. So if you actually want to start making, doing brand deals, I would start making videos that would make sense uh, for a brand deal to happen based on who you want to sponsor to uh, just starting them now. You know, we used to buy the cameras to make the camera reviews. Yeah. That was out of our own money, yeah. out of our own time, and then our own opinion. Yep. And then now, you know, we're getting you know, six figure deals with these big companies so that brands could see the videos that they could, you know, reference. And so, you know, when we made YouTube studio tours, we were using it all our own equipment until a, a brand company that has lights, they were like, Hey, can you do this and include our lights in it? And we're like, dude, if we like your lights, well, let's make it happen. Yeah. So I think it's just starting to make those videos that make sense when that opportunity comes. But how does it even like get to a place of like a contract sign? Yep. It does. It's relational. Mm. You know, it's, it starts with like, if, if you could ever meet somebody, maybe it's a convention, a conference at a table. And if there's any alignment, uh, usually it's back and forth in the emails, you know, and, and then uh, eventually something happens and brand deals can look so many, you know, you can get creative with a brand deal. You can make a video. We, we like to break it down into three levels. Mm -hmm. We have your ad read, which is like 30 to 45 second mm -hmm. in the middle of any video that, of our choice. Then we have an integrated video, which is kind of like you know, this, this light company, yeah. they're sponsoring this whole studio tour mm -hmm. and we're just integrating their products in this. Yeah. And then we have a dedicated video, which is like, we're making a dedicated video around a specific product or software. That dedicated video, do we put that in the video as an ad or does just it's a... the video is the, is the ad. So it was like, yo, we about to go in and tour this Ford Explorer. Yep. You have to get one of these. That will be a, a dedicated video. Yep. So like it would be rather than me including this light in a video tour, it would be like, here's a video on this light and all its features. Yeah. Um, we like doing integrated because it's the best wide reaching, uh, dedicated kind Tell of. Tell me integrated is more, more like. It's like woven in. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's like. Not so, so like, all right, we were about to talk about this book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's cool. It makes sense when it, when it could be, when, when the. The, the company is like, make an honest review. We'll pay for it. You know, when it's like, hey, we don't want you to say, or we don't want to see other brand stickers. Like your MacBook was open during your thing. We don't want to see that. I'm like, okay, we got to refilm it. You know, there's just like little nuance sometimes when it gets there, but it's really cool. It can get really nice, especially back to relationship. If you really build a relationship, the real deal maker is getting a partnership deal where it's a, it's a long-term thing. So for 2023, we're going to deliver 20 ad reads, wow. four integrations, and we can do it at our own pace. And that's a multiple six figure deal. Mm. And, and then based on how that works next year, we might resign, yeah. you know, and, and you could even, a lot of times they're always open to swing in like affiliate with it too. So then you can get this like constant affiliate. It's double pay. It's double pay. 
working with a with a brand. So do I ask this company as soon as they hit me up on a deal, should I go straight to partnership or should I try it first with and see oh, before sure. I go? Yeah, I always would like, I mean, we, you know, you want the integrity behind actually having the confidence to promote it. Yeah. And that's the best, that's always the best uh, when there's alignment there. Um, and then, yeah, so it's like, there's like, we do, we do deals with, uh, we've done multiple deals, multiple years with StreamYard. Yeah. StreamYard's a great software. Yeah. Like it's great for beginners. Yep. It's great to do. I use StreamYard. Yeah, it's awesome. And there are videos where they don't even pay me, but it makes sense to include it. And I, I include it. Yeah. It's fine. You know, that's kind of like, I love that, you know, um, if they paid us, we'd promote them, but it's cool that they do. So I think it's, um, it's figuring that out based on the relationship, but yeah, being able to, if there's something you're promoting that has a subscription service, um, that, you know, you can be like, yo, if people sign up, can we get, you know, and that that's, you know, in prop perpetuity, yeah. which is pretty dope. Yeah. What about, so can I hire somebody to just go seek brand deals all day for me? 100. Uh, there are, there are agencies out there that will do that and usually base, you know, like their, their compensations, like 15 to 20% with yeah. a deal signed. Is more than what I have right now. Oh no, 100. <laughs> and they like to call it found money. It's money that wasn't even there. Yeah. And then they went and got and found it. So yeah. Which I agree. So maybe I'll go sign up. I want to get somebody in house full time that just does brand deals. Yeah, no, for sure. But maybe I'll just go, go two, three agencies, let them go find me some money or things that make sense. 100. Yeah. Hey, so we just showed you how to get a brand deal, how to get a shredder, how to go and post on YouTube, any other hacks or anything that we need to know for this year that you know, like, like you just told me Facebook reels are, that's a new, anything else people need to be looking out for right now around this new, not new, around this content. Yeah. No, I mean, I think something that can't go overlooked is like the use of chat GPT. Yeah. Like use that to get your, your video ideas, use it to get an outline for your video ideas. I think it, it, it can expedite a lot of your processes. Um, I know that's like, it's, it's how I think creators and entrepreneurs can use it, um, to, you know, be more consistent. I think that's the goal. Yeah. If you watch this podcast or listen to it and you didn't put into action consistently yeah. what was talked about then you need to reverse engineer why, you know, like, is it a lack of commitment? Do you not realize how much, how the opportunities that can present itself if you just commit to, you know, eight to 10 months of posting consistently? I don't know what it is, but I would say you got all this game. You just actually implement it yeah. is, is the key. Cause I just looked at our YouTube revenue the last 30 days, like 1700. I'm like, I want that. I can't wait till that's maybe 10 or 20 or 30, but I'd say, let's see what it looks like in one more year. Just. Yeah putting out and one of the things i mean i guess let me ask you just one of the final questions um what about when you're you're seven months and you're like oh my this thing ain't working bro like why should they keep going because a lot of people are going to get there like i'm paying a lot of money to produce content now. yeah you know pretty penny every single month i want to say over at least 30 grand minimal to produce what we're producing it at a point maybe someone not like me like man i don't see no I don't know if this is working anymore. Like watch, but uh, you're telling me eight to 12 months, but what if you just like, I don't know about this anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you give it a valent effort, I think it's always good to have something to look back on, but I would say then as, as, as plain to say it is to just hire a coach, hire somebody outside to see how you can tweak the stuff. Like what are you doing? Cause if you're hitting the consistency thing, but you're not seeing the growth thing, Yes, there's a clear, there's probably a clear reason why. Yeah. And, and so I think, uh, that's something I would encourage people to do. 
But most people don't even get that far. Most people don't even go like, they won't even have three plus months worth of consistent yep. posting because yep. because it honestly, like you said, that 1700 bucks a month, it, it will go up. Like yep. as I long as you wait. keep putting in, mm-hmm. it's a snowball effect. It's crazy to see like, yeah, we had our biggest month in January. We did 50K in Google AdSense. Wow. Powerful. Like insane. Yeah. And it's just a snowball though because we keep adding to it. And that's what you're robbing yourself from. If, and that's just one form of revenue. That's just one. It's not yeah. brand deals, no. not product sales, not, that's just a form of revenue. Right. It's, and so, but that only came because we were just plowing. Yeah. That could almost pay to produce the channel. Oh, 100. Yeah. Wow. yeah, there's so many assets or facets of, of the uh, multiple streams that pay for in some way, shape or form. But you never know, like, that. that's the other thing is like, you never know when your, you know, industry is needed in a, in a world crisis too. You know, maybe it's not a world crisis. Maybe it's like something awesome is happening and therefore, you know, but you, you just had the, you had the authority that you built all along, you know? And so it's not real. I mean, I I get a sense that you're not looking for this big break. It's like, yo, this is a commitment. This is where the world's headed. And, um, and, and so investing into that is really key. The deal is not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Nor is YouTube. Right. Whatever, nothing will replace YouTube, I don't think, video-wise. I, I agree. I think there's just something about, I don't know, YouTube shorts are popping off, but, like, there's nothing like turning your phone sideways and spending time with a creator or, wow. you know. And then yeah. that's, like, there's no other platform that does that. There's no, you know, as much as, like, it's cool to be number one on Instagram with something, it's still, that that relationship is so, uh, it's fragile, you know? Like, eh, I'm, I'm over this person, I'm off. Yeah. But with the YouTube, you actually build communities. You build people who, like, who know you and then you see them at a conference and they like, they love you, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a cool effect that it happens. And I think that's long form video. I can't wait. Oh, thank you so much for just coming on here. Let everybody know what's up with you. How can they tap in? How can they uh, just hear about what you got going on? How you can help? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram. So I'm always producing good, uh, valuable content there. And for like the gem gems, go on uh, think media, YouTube channel, just search think media. And if you're, if you want to go deep, I I mean, I got a program called the video department that's helping uh, entrepreneurs, creatives kind of dial in the technical side, making it simple. Um, I'm also setting up people's studios. um, And so uh, if you can always reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram, I'm pretty. Tell me, tell me how, tell me Instagram. Yeah. Omar Eltakori. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, I don't How do you spell the last part? Danielle's was going to throw it up on the screen. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Good. All right. We'll do that. So guys. Again, man, this has been a true masterclass. I got to give a huge shout out to Omar. And I'm just going to echo this. We'll put it all in the show notes below. But listen, if you are looking for a video, like a shredditor, he's going to help you create that, right? If you're looking for a studio setup, imagine I spent a lot of money dealing with all these people trying to help me get my setup. He's going to help you set up the studio, right? And as well as if you just need help with everything that he talked about. Make sure you guys go ahead and hit that link below, y'all, so he can help you out. Again, this is somebody I stand by, somebody who actually helps us weekly, right? So our team reaches out, help us with this. So this is our coach, right? So make sure you guys get tapped in. Omar, thank you so much, bro. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. I hope you're getting extreme amount of value. I want you to go ahead and comment below. Share with me your biggest takeaway. In addition to that, my number one goal is for me to be able to grow all of my social platforms so I can give you info, insight, strategy, and game from every platform there is. So take a minute to follow me on Instagram at Neil DeVee. So same exact name on Twitter, same exact name on TikTok, and follow me on LinkedIn at Nehemiah Davis. I would love for you to be able to be tuned into 
my articles and everything that I drop relating to helping you get to that next level in your life. Tune in.